So, in relation to Tanya Periklamid Beis that we learned last week, where the Baltani addressed how a Jew really attains and acquires Ahavas Yisrael. That was the Shmuz last week. And the Baltani's premise was that if a person doesn't identify with their body, rather they identify with the Neshama more than their body, that's how they arrive at Ahavas Yisrael. Okay? Bodies divide people, Neshamas unite people. Because we're all part of the same. Because we're all part of the same. So let's see. Now, so what we're going to learn tonight in the pre-arts is from Menachem Mendel of Vitebsk. Mendel of Vitebsk was probably the, it, you know, it's hard to say these things, but he's probably the prime disciple of the great Magid. He decided to go and move to Eretz Yisrael. He took 250 families. I think they arrived with less than a hundred, I mean, it's, uh, some they lost the numerous he's families on the way. He's buried in Tveria next to Rabbi Avram of Kalisk, and Rabbi Yaakov Shimshon of Shepetivka, Rabbi Yechonon of Stolen is there, and there, there's the, but he was from the Rabbi Yechonon of Stolen was from a much later time. Anyhow, so what's interesting about this is that Mendel was the mentor appointed by the great Magid to mentor the Balatanya when he came. And then they, the historians say that if Remendel Vitebsko would have stayed in Ukraine and that part of Europe, that he would have succeeded the Magid as being the one unified force instead of it splintering off into all the groups. That it would have been one group under him. There's a powerful, powerful letter printed in Tanya as part of the Sefer Tanya on the back when Remendel Vitebsko passed away. And it's used as the relationship between Chassidim and the Rebbe, Talmidim and the Rebbe, after a Rebbe's passing. That that letter became kind of the the guide for that relationship. All right, so let's see how he addresses this very same topic. So we're going to learn a Pasha Shoftim, and then we also have several um, other the Erech Lachaim, the Maranaim, this whole concept of why Ahavas Yisrael is so central to Hashkafa, we're going to come to see here. Pesach HaRav. Beparsha Shreftim, Shreftim, Adash Vatecha. I will go through this first paragraph very quickly. I want to get to the essence of it. Eini Adarech, Maimer Zal. We can understand this along the path of what Chazal say, Utmiyosam, and their wonder, Achasidim Arishonim, about the early pious ones, Ba'amram, in all the years of Rabbi Yehuda, Kulitinuyi B'Seydan Ezekin all the learning that they did was in Seydan Ezekin. We have a Shalom Chad and yet, had he taken off one of his shoes in the form of a Tvila, also, Mitra would start raining already. How appropriate for tonight. We have 13 Mesiftas learning Uktin, and we could take off all of our shoes and plead and beg, and it doesn't start to rain. Says the Gemara, It has to do with the fact that the earlier generations were selfless. They were most nefesh for Kiddush Hashem, and that's why miracles happened to them. In order to understand this, we need to introduce Maimer Hager Shabal Dizgailuf Nehillon. Now, notice the, already the connection to the 
piece we learned last week about how this is the essential rule of Torah. So the ger comes to Hillel, the prospective ger comes to Hillel, he says, convert me on the condition that you'll teach me all of Torah on one foot. Are there no cups on the table? That's great. Um, you know where they are, Josh, in that room? Bring in some cups you could drink. Right off the first room on the left when you go. So, convert me on one leg. And he taught him. What you don't want done to you, don't do it to anybody else. So first of all, what's with this gear? What kind of nonsense is this? Teach me Torah on one foot. And what kind of answer is this? You boil down Torah to all of one mitzvah. So, <clears throat> here's the concept. This guy that came to convert, was correct in his righteousness. He wanted to have one fundamental pillar. Give me something to hold on to that I can hold on to and I can know that I will never fall. I'll never stumble. Quite the contrary, it will strengthen him to continue to elevate. We know that a strong amuna is called a leg. Achas. It's called one, it's called a leg. This guy was, he, he watched, he looked around at the Jewish world. He saw people who were constantly stumbling and falling. I don't want to convert. If I know that I can't keep myself up, I can't stick with the Avedah, I don't want to convert. Very wise, a wise guy. He was... You know, he, he was very observant. He saw what was going on around him. And he said, give me something to hold on to. Right in the middle of the paragraph. Here's what Hillel says to him. Listen carefully. Here's the rule. It is impossible to start serving Hashem. Unless the person's emuna is the emuna of it's probably Ayman, craftsman. What does he mean? You got the triple language. Emunasai emunas ayman. Pirish. Shemiat nikudas emunasai bayizbarah. This is so powerful. That even the little bit of emuna that we can have in God. Is Gam It's also from God. That's the main Amunah Jew needs to have. That even whatever Amunah I have, I did nothing to attain it, but I got it from a Kaddish Baruch. Wait, wait. Because after all, he's the one who gives a person a heart to know, eyes to see, and ears to hear. Kemaimer. The, the mute, the deaf heard, and the, and the blind saw. And I'm the one who gives you the heart. So what he's saying to him here 
is you got to know, first and foremost, fundamentally, what you got to know is that we have nothing ourselves. It's all from the Rebbein There's nothing that we have. Even the little bit of Amunah that we have is a gift from Hashem. Ah, you're going to ask the obvious question, what do you mean? Don't Chazal tell us that everything is from the hands of heaven except for the fear of heaven? Doesn't that suggest that the fear of heaven is something we got to create on our own? So we do deserve credit for it? That said about the earliest, very original, beginning desire in order that afterwards the person can even have some um, inspiration from above. Why do you even need that little bit? He says, Because a heavenly awakening of pouring from above will not go into an empty clea. There's got to be something there. you got to do something take some action that will allow the Rebbein Shalem's bracha to be chal. Kamayim Elisha, like the famous story with Elisha, the poor woman who comes to Elisha and says she doesn't have any money, and Elisha says, what do you have in the house? She says, ma'at shem, and I have a drop of oil. He says, good, then we'll, the oil will, will increase. Why, why couldn't he do it without a little bit of oil? There has to be something. But we got to know fundamentally that were it not for the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu helps us every step of the way, we are worthless. We have no power. Like we see, similarly, Hashem says, open for me an opening like the head of a needle, and I'll open for you a hallway like the size of a, of a banquet hall. Why? Because when a person awakens, arouses a little bit from below, is arubois hashamayim niftochim beperetz mayim rabim leichlu lechabais asava. The windows of heaven will open with overflowing water that will never be able to extinguish the love that will come from the rebbeinu shalem if we put forth an earnest effort. Kolchad lefum shuda delay. We must know that this is customized each person according to their level of what effort we can put forth. But be careful to know that no two people are alike. Next page. You're going to ask, What, God's playing favorites? He gives one person a lot and gives another person a little bit? Stop asking questions about things that you have no business dabbling in. Right? Stop, stop feeling bad for yourself. Stop looking into God's secrets. Now look at this. Who can measure which people are elevated to the heights. They're, they fly in Ruchnius like eagles. And then you look at somebody else and you see his mamash like an animal who's wallowing in the depths of the Klippus. Or 
he says, and you want to hold that person in disdain? He says, maybe your sins are causing that person's pain and that person's loneliness. And your sins are stopping the good from flowing to him. Exact same language we saw in Tanya last week. Because after all, I mean, why would my sins prevent him? Because you're all one. Or another reason might be, maybe that person has tremendous trials and tribulations. And that's from all kinds of other reasons that he has these nisayinus. Don't judge anybody else until you are in his place. This is such strong language. And maybe in the place that he is living right now, maybe even a complete and total tzaddik would not be able to overcome that person's temptations. Maybe even the greatest tzaddik, if he was given that person's circumstances in life, maybe he'd be much worse than him. How's that for judging people? Vim Timer, you're going to ask, Lama Yishlichoy Hashem Mialponov, Lamakama Klipis Vinisyanis? Why did Hashem decide to put that particular person in that horrible situation with those particular tests? Elu Kavshadrachmano, those are God's secrets. Viroitsabizgalis Elekusoy Gam Sham. The Rabbi Shlain put the person in that horrible place in order that the person will reveal God's presence even in that distant place, and to sanctify his name, Birabim. What does it mean to Birabim? So normally we translate that, it's among ten Jews. He says, no, Rabim are the Koyach and the Klippos. Echad is the domain of God. Tura Dirabim is the, how we refer to the, the domain of the Klippos. Masha'en Kedato? Oh, you're, you're feeling good about yourself? You're lucky. Hashem gave you mercy. He gave you love and awe. So embrace your good fortune, but don't be judgmental of anybody else because you have no idea what somebody else's circumstances are and you have no idea how we would do in that other person's circumstances. Next paragraph. The root and the main thing is that no person alone on his own, left to his own devices. We would not be able to do any action any accounting of mitzvahs and good deeds, the only way we can serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu is if God gifts us the love and the awe and the feelings and the determination to do so. It's not us, it's Him. And if Hashem were, God forbid, to say to a person, I have no interest in you, he would be able to do nothing to sanctify himself. 
What can a person possibly do if Hashem doesn't help him? How would he possibly be possessed by the Kedusha of Hashem and his Dvekos? The only way we can serve him is because he has pity and compassion on us. It's the kindness of Hashem. To you, Hashem, is tremendous kindness. The very fact that you pay us for our actions is chesed. Well, why? If we're deserving of it, it's not chesed. Then we deserve what He did for us. Elamai, we're deserving of nothing. The very fact that Hashem gives us reward for our mitzvahs is chesed because He's the one who gave us the ability to do it. He gave us the inspiration to do it. He gave us the kayach to do it. He gave us the wherewithal to do it. Ay, ay, ay. Next paragraph, third paragraph on the page. Yeah. Does he only give the initial idea? Or does he give the final idea? He says the initial idea is perhaps what we can contribute. Everything else comes from him. The original is Sarusa. Huh? Okay, let's let, let, let him follow. You think the opposite. Right. Well, let him flesh it out. This is why we find the concept throughout Avoida. And this is the pattern both in davening, it's the pattern in mitzvahs. In many different places you find this pattern. The first thing a person has got to do before they serve, whether it's in Kriyashma, Shmon Ezrei, mitzvahs, you first set up a system where you are misader the shevach of the makom, where you relate, you praise Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Why? Why does it always come first? Because we staklus zikaren miet erachatzme vemikshiflusi. The first thing a person's always got to do. Ramatla talks about this throughout Peliyot. It's numerous places. It's got to start with shiflus atzme. It's got to start. There are two, always two qualities: greatness of Hashem, lowliness of self. The point is. It's not lowliness of self, only that I'm a low life and so on. It's, it's the recognition of the emptiness, of the inability, of the fact that the only way we are really able to serve is because HaKadosh Baruch Hu gifts us that ability. How is it possible that a human being hewn from Gashmias, Geshemach, or a, a, a crass physical being, Afa min Adama, Be'en of Layiru, whose eyes cannot see, Uvazna of the Yishma, whose ears can't hear, Believe of Yavin, and his heart can't understand, Kim of the Kimos Ayyem, were it not for Hashem's gifts. Hanaiteo, Izan of the Yishma, Imyotzayan of the Yavit, after all, it is Hashem who gives us the ability to see and to look. Vain Kaycha, Befiv, the Daber, we don't even have the ability to say a word, Kim of Hashem, without a word, without Hashem telling us, Kimaymer, Hashem Sephosai Tiftach. What's the very thing we say immediately right before Shemon Esrei? Hashem, open my lips. Because without it, my davening is nothing. I can't do it. I can't move. I can't. There's nothing I can do. So the very statement we make immediately before Shemon Esrei is the last moment of sobriety before I start is, Hashem, you're the one who's talking. Gam avosoy, gam yirosoy, hale Hashem zu, my love and my fear, it's all Hashem. After all, who is the one who's loving? Is it not God? Who is now spreading out in my in my nefesh? And who is there to love? 
What is love itself? It's only that which is drawn from the essence of godliness. That comes together and unifies in this lowly world. And it allows itself to play itself out in this small world called the human being. And wherever Hashem is, that's how He is expressing Himself in Him. It's all a Kaddish Baruch. Now, by the way, I don't know if you've noticed, the other pieces we've done, Shabbos mornings and so on, pre-arts, were very poorly written, very hard. This piece flows. This, this It's very rich and psukim and so on. There's a, there's a certain flow to it. When a person is overcome by a passionate love, so the person has no clue really what's going on. The person should cast everything away in the face of that love. You should recognize that if a person experiences a moment of love to Hashem, that there's nothing in the world that is as precious as that. Negate everything else and and go for the love. And to the degree that a person becomes engulfed more in the in the recognition of the gift that he's just received of this love, and he understands the truth of it, that it's not his, but I'm experiencing a godly love that's coming from Hashem. Kimaosa, because after all, what did I do? What could I possibly have done? I know my thoughts. I know my physical desires. I know my loneliness. This can't be me. It's got to be the Rebbe Yishlam who's coming, who's flowing through me right now in the form of this love. There's a spirit of Hashem that's coming through him. And it's his words on my tongue. What I'm experiencing now is a fire coming from Hashem himself. It's unbelievable. This isn't me. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm being... Um, what is the term they use when, when a person is taken over? Um, possessed. possessed. I'm being possessed by a love of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Oz when a person will recognize this, they'll become more and more engulfed in the flame. With a tremendous loudness that'll never stop. There's no way, to, there's not enough paper to write it. The seas don't have enough um, ink. To describe the vastness of a, lo- of a heart that's on. Fire with love for Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Unukudosay b'zev hevel piv b'lahav hashemayim, and his words will will be engulfed in flames heavenward. Now, here is where he says the identical thing to where it says what we just learned. Last paragraph on page Kuf Chaf in the Priya Aretz. Ubahavazu. This type of love, meaning the type of love which is coming from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, memela yiskasher lechol boy oylem b'nei adam kiyotzebai. This will enable the person to love all human beings and all other people like him. Why? 
אחרי היועז אהב השפע ברוך על יוינה בתכלס הידיעה, because when the person recognizes that the love is a flow from above, בתכלס הידיעה, with the absolute certainty of knowledge, כי לא יזוכו מנפשו יהיה לו, that this is nothing I did to deserve this. Not only did I not do anything to deserve it, but in fact, no one can do anything to, to deserve love of Hashem. It's only a godly gift. Rather, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself gave it to him. The person thinks to himself, imagine had God given this gift to my friend. My friend would be just as much engulfed in the flames of love for Hashem. In what way am I better than anybody else? I walk around feeling so full of myself. If Hashem were to give this gift to the guy next guy over, he would be, perhaps, he would do more with the love. So what am I so full of myself about? The proof that this is true is being Mehedra Ahava when Hashem takes away the love. I'm just like anybody else. I like my hot dogs and french fries. Pam b'midais, pam b'chutz, pam b'rochoyv. Sometimes it's in midais, sometimes it's outside, sometimes it's on the street. Meaning, you know, sometimes these things are not proud. Kechetz yov yoyma machshoves ke'elo, look at this, for innate health guys. Machshoves ke'elo le'alofim l'chot tzadik v'tzadik. There are thoughts like this by the thousands for each tzadik. So, what's so special about me? Hini b'yoyseh b'midazu. And I recognize that when I'm like that, I'm just like that other guy. And when I experience the other Midah, I'm just as much of an animal as the other guy who I look down at. And by what right? It's all a gift from Hashem. So, you know, we look down at other people, he says, by what right? The result of this will be that a person who really knows that it's all a gift from Hashem, he will love every single Jew. Even wicked Jews. Because of the absolute clarity of his understanding and his knowledge, that they are very close. And he has a relationship with them. He is just like them. He has no advantage over them. Except for the fact that he was answered from heaven with a gift. Therefore, when he is elevated in his love for Hashem, Misalim Kulam Imoilafim. He has the ability to raise up all these other Jews that he loves because he's really connected with them. He has the ability to raise them up. Since so many other times, he really he enjoys baseball just as much as them. He enjoys the same kinds of things they enjoy. So really the person recognizes, I'm really one just like them. And if I'm the same as them, and I'm having this this awesome inspiration, I'm able to sweep them up and raise them up with me. He is bound with 
tens of thousands and myriads of people, when he has an inspiration, they are elevated with him. Incredible. Now he takes a massive dig at the opposite people. And it's, it's almost not it's almost you can't survive his condemnation. <coughs> this is not the case. A person who distorts in his soul. The person who is full of himself, thinking that he is the one who created for himself all of the success. Lilmoy to become a scholar. Lishmar to be from. Vilasai so the kaim is kolatoyra. Oh, person is full of their, they are the gift to, to humanity. Look at this language. Harehu soyne Yisrael, he's a hater of Jews. He's literally like a person who has no God. Leaves you pretty, you know, it's pretty severe. Ubavadi Ukainan, that's true, he has no God. Upachus Vigarua Umikola Rishaim. He could be totally Torah observant, he could be totally Torah knowledgeable of massive Talmud Chacham. If he's full of himself, he is less and worse than all the wicked people. Kiyam Nigrash Umaisiv Kayach Beklipa, and what's more, he adds additional power to the dark side. Yoisimikola Rishaim, more so than all the wicked people. Vyoid Matamat, and he will descend lower than low. This is what the Zoyer calls an axe that separates HaKadosh Baruch from the world. Because what is he doing? He's taking credit for awe. He's taking credit for love. That, law, that awe and that love is godliness in this world. He's taking it for himself. He's separating it from HaKadosh Baruch So he is literally ripping apart godliness itself. The love and the fear is an expression of godliness in the person. He's taking credit for himself, for himself, so he's removing it from its source. That's the worst thing a person can do. He's separating it from the shechina, from the source of life, by saying, He's saying, it's not coming from God, I did it myself. It's my accomplishment. Cain Hillel, so too Hillel, Shayyonav Ma'id, who is exceedingly humble. Omar, he said, If I'm here, everything's here. Meaning, Any place where he found himself a lot, He found himself as being, If I'm here, then Khan, I'm able to take everybody with me on the trip because I know that it's not me. So if I'm experiencing an elevation, then I can elevate everybody with me. But it's all coming from Hashem. So when he is elevated, they all are elevated with him. Skip to the next page. Klala de Milsa, third paragraph on Kufchov Beis. Here's the bottom line. Mi Hashem al 
somebody who serves Hashem, knowing that it's all a gift from above. Oyev Kulam, he loves all Jews. Umaylis Kalashaycha Be'erkoi, and he finds some common bond with everybody in order to be able to elevate them. Ubehepech, and the opposite, Mishasoyni Afilirishoyim, anybody who hates even wicked people, that means that in his arrogance and in his righteousness, he's full of himself. If he is the tzaddik, if he sees himself as the source of his righteousness, then you should know that he is outside of the, of the path of Yiddishkeit. This is how Hillel taught this perspective ger, all of Torah, what he said to him is, you know where it's all at, buddy. It's all in what is your relationship to I, you're going to ask, just like the Baltanya wrote in Periklamid Bays, you're going to ask, what is it referred to when it says, I should hate those who hate God? He says, Those are people who are fundamentally heretics. The Minim and Apikursim, people who are intellectual Apikursim. But not for a person who is a person of appetite who transgresses to fulf- to fulfill their own appetites. Because God forbid, who knows what we would look like if we were put in that person's situation. Because everybody knows that there's nothing in the world that was made outside of the seven days of creation. And all of that requires elevation. And every person is a combination. We were made last, because we're a combination, a conglomeration of all of creation. Mendel explains that this Ger was looking for security. He wanted to know, give me a tool, give me something that will stop me from falling into the abyss. And Hillel said to him, use the barometer of to know where you're holding. Meaning, the recognition that it all comes from above, is the root and the core of Emuna. That's where it's all at. And that will be, he, he, as he described earlier, any type of person experiences any kind of, of inspiration, they're able to take it and fan it like you fan a fire with this recognition of, of wow, my appreciative, I can't believe I am so fortunate that I can experience this level of Ahavas Hashem. The person sees themselves as being the most fortunate receiver of a gift from above.
All right, it, it's good to finish up the piece when somebody has the time. This is the the Nikudah Merkazi, but this really is an echo, or maybe the, this Tanya is an echo of this, of how a person can come to love even the greatest Rishoyim and Klai Yisrael. It's a simple calculation. First of all, maybe he's suffering because of my sins. Number two is, who knows how I would do if I was put in, in his situation. Number three is, maybe he was put in that situation so that when he comes out of it, he will end up revealing the godliness in that place. And bottom line is, we have, we have no right. Huh? We have very limited perspective. Right. He says, who, who knows? The bottom line is, is we sh- instead of being judgmental, we should be thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu every moment that we're not in that person's place. Maybe more than that.